Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. I'm eating an apple. I'm going to tell you something. Oh, Ooh, that is tart. Good apple. Good tart, not bad tart. There is nothing. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you right now. All my single people or my people that are in a relationship but not married, no kids yet, there is nothing better than being a parent. I'm telling you right now. I've, Dude, I've done it all. I've been in... <laughs> I've partied all over the place. I've dropped 30 grand in a night at Club Live. I've, you know, been around millionaires and billionaires and driven the cars and taken the flights and... I've done it all. Not it all, but a lot. Um, done a lot of things I shouldn't have done. I've lived what the secular world would call the life. Right? The money, the cars, and the partying, and the trap. I've done it. And, you know, I can remember, I've told this story a couple times, coming back from that trip where I went to Club Live in Miami, uh, you know, I can remember talking to one of my good friends, Albie, on the phone. And this is when Geneva and I almost split up. And uh, I remember telling him, like, yeah, you know, when Geneva and I break things off, this was obviously way before Ada. Um, when Geneva and I break things off, like, I, I'll probably never marry. I'm just going to bounce from city to city to city. Just rent penthouses all over the place. And, uh, you know, take my dog Bane with me and just bounce around. And just travel, you know, meet different people. You know, I was I could remember foolishly, like yeah, I'm gonna have a different girl or a couple girls in every city. You know, I'm gonna be polyamorous or whatever the, those liberals call it. Um, and uh, you, dude, you had your turning signal on, you moron. What are you looking at me like that for, idiot? Dude, these stupid people, man. Um. Anyways, you know, and I was just going to be a, a bachelor, party boy. And on the flight home, it like hit me. You know, I used to think that that's what made a man. The world had brainwashed me and negative influences in my life had brainwashed me into thinking a man has multiple women. A man does whatever he wants, whatever he wants. Which there's some degree of truth to that. But that doesn't mean you just go partying whenever you want to. It means something completely different to me now. But anyways, I, got, I used to think that's what it meant to be a man. And that was the life I wanted to live. I, so I thought. And I'm on the flight home. And uh, I just started to think about... You know, I didn't start to do... I really think at that, at that moment, God and the Holy Spirit moved in me, without a doubt. Because I broke down on the plane and wept. Wept. I'm sitting there in first class. I'm the second row. I'll never forget. I was the second row. I'm sitting there weeping. Like the guy next to me is like, he thought somebody died. And somebody did die. That boy that wanted those silly things died inside of me and um, 
I realized suddenly that that's not what makes a man is a man who is married to one woman and is loyal to one woman. A man is a father. A man is a father. And when I say stuff like that, there's always people out there, you know, what about the guys that can't have kids? It's it's a man is somebody who wants, aspires, and is working towards being a father or is a father and a good one. Because I know close friends of mine that are trying really hard to have kids and just have been so far uh, unsuccessful. You know, the one guy I'm thinking of is more of a man than some guys I know that have multiple kids because they're absent fathers. So it's somebody that aspires to be or is a great father. That's what a man is. A man raises a family. A man is impactful in his community. A man is a, a part of his church playing an active role in his church that's that's a man not traveling around and partying and having multiple listen young guys I'm telling you right now every time you have sex with a woman that's not your spouse your wife you're I, you've got to take as as a man you're taking a piece of that woman from her sex does not mean nearly as much to us as it does to women. Sex is very, very important from a spiritual and emotional standpoint for women especially. I'm not saying that we don't have any stake in that. I'm saying that it's it's far more significant to women. And you've all dealt with crazy women that you had sex with. Eh, I don't really like her anymore. And you try to ditch her and she goes ape. That's not that she's crazy. It's that something spiritual and deeply emotional took place. For you, it was just physical. For you, just getting your rocks off. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean to be crude, but that's that's what it is. And for her, it's deeply meaningful. So, as a man, especially if you think that you're a Christian, this lady riding me right now, crazy. Especially if you think that you're a Christian, You've got to think very carefully about how your actions affect other people, especially women who we are called to protect and preserve. This is something that I've dealt with a lot of guilt with um, as I get closer and closer to God is my promiscuity as a young man. If, If this lady doesn't back off my ass... Don't ride my ass. Yeah, there she goes. Made some very direct eye contact in my rear view mirror, my side view mirror. And do not be robbed. I've got people in front. I mean, there's nothing I could do. We came to a stop and she's so busy drinking her coffee and smoking her cigarette with her windows up in her car. She almost rear-ended me. Here I am talking about preserving women. I've got this one buried in my anus right now. Lord Jesus, give me patience. Give me patience right now. Please, God. Anyways. um, So as a man, you have a responsibility to protect and preserve women. And sleeping with them 
before marriage and sleeping with them sleeping with them before I'm really trying not to lose my cool sleeping with them before marriage and sleeping with them uh, when you have no intention of committing to them long term and having children with them is it's it's a very wicked thing to do and now it's, it's just normal in our society and you see these women that try to talk they, there's these talk shows where these you know they get I, I'm sorry to use the word they get five whores at a table you know only fans porn stars and you could just see in their eyes it's just a deadness there's a hollow deadness in their eyes when women treat sex flippantly it forces them to kill a certain part of themselves off it forces them to kill a certain part of themselves off so that's why you see in these women that are very promiscuous openly promiscuous that treat sex transactionally you can see in their eyes something is like the lights off because they had to turn that emotional spiritual part of themselves off so I guess all this goes to say is you know you need to be very careful about especially the young men I'm uh, talking to right now of what uh, of how you let your perception of manhood to be formed because if it's formed culturally, you're going to have a perverted sense of what it means to be a man. I don't just mean perverted sexually. I mean perverted in every way. Something that is perverse is crooked, bent. It's just messed up, right? Being a man is committing to one woman. It's committing to one woman and aspiring to be or being a great father. Now, I think that there should be an element of financial success and prosperity because that's your job is to provide. Uh, as we discussed yesterday, I believe you need to be able to physically defend yourself and your family. So it's very, very important. Very, very important. But I remember, where, oh, the whole point of all of this was to tell you that there's nothing better than being a dad. You know, I, I go in and I scoop Ada up out of bed and it's just I'm like excited to see her uh, and my mornings have completely changed I'm, I'm not anxious anymore as I've discussed many times on this podcast being in the mornings you know I'm I'm just she she makes my whole day you know I scoop her up and I place her into my lap and I feed her and I, I turn on uh, the Bible app reads for you aloud so we usually listen to three or four psalms together today. We did 29, 30, and 31. Um, and then I just cuddled her and played with her. And just, we had a blast this morning. She's laughing. She, I, I dude, I swear she was trying to talk. She, she was making like, get, dit noises today. Which is, she's never, get, dit anything. It's all been vowels. So almost some consonant noises today. I know she's not talking yet. She's 10 weeks old. But, um... Boy, I had to remind myself never to go to the gym around 8 o'clock. This is crazy. Everybody's going nuts. Um, it's just so good. Dude, there's nothing better, man. So young men out there and mothers, I mean, I'm t- and, and young ladies that want to be mothers, I'm telling you right now, it's the best thing in the world. It's absolutely the best thing in the world. 
And I think, you know, our, our pediatrician was over the other day. And uh, she's like, this is the chillest baby I've ever been around. That's what she said. This is the chillest baby I've ever been around. And uh, I don't think that that's an accident. People are, oh, you got lucky. No, no, we didn't get lucky. Okay. You know, I, I wouldn't call three miscarriages and then an early birth that had to be a C-section because we, I, there's no luck there. God's hand definitely moved, but it's not, it's not luck. I hate when people say that. There's no luck involved in this. Um, I think wholeheartedly, I know that she's chill because we're chill. You know, um, what I've tried to help my wife with, and she's doing a great job, is like we don't take things too seriously. I think people try to put babies on regiments and stuff like that, and their little routine's very important for a baby. Is it? I think, yeah, when they go to bed and when they wake up should be similar. You know, it should be, should be the same nearly every single day. But people like try to force their kids to go down for naps. Dude, make sure they're fed. Give them a bunch of love and affection. Create a stress-free. That's a big thing is our home is pretty stress-free. I don't really allow for a lot of stress. We don't argue around her. You know what I'm saying? don't argue around her. Um, sorry, I'm getting away from that lady before I literally drag her out of her car and curb stop her. Uh, <laughs> this, this lady's been messing with me. Yeah. she If she knew who was in the car in front of her, all I would have to do is get out of the car. I wouldn't even have to do much more than that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we try to create a stress-free environment for her. And she's super chill. Dude, this kid eats and sleeps. That's it. She gets a little funny around 7.30, 7.45 for about 15 minutes. You know, she cries, cries, gets fussy, and then she's done. She's fussy 15 minutes a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, man, I think a lot of that has to do with the tone you set in your household, not taking things too seriously, creating a stress-free environment where mom and dad aren't wigging out. You're gonna chill life, chill baby. If you're chill, why wouldn't they be chill? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, just did some rambling for you guys today. Hopefully, you appreciated the episode. I love you guys. I'll probably do another one on my way back from the gym. Uh, but I love you guys. I appreciate y'all. And uh, anything I could do for any of you, let me know. All right, let's get it today. Peace.